As of June 30th, we've only received enough trainees to be able to train about 8,800 Iraqi army soldiers and Peshmerga forces. Is this unbelievable? By the way, I love that statement. Our training program has been slowed by the lack of people. That's essentially, since nobody's in the academy, we're not going as fast as we should be. Joining us now, Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North. Colonel, is, you must be just shaking your head when you hear stuff like that. Yeah, and that's the Secretary of Defense that was supposed to be able to speak truth to power. And apparently, this administration has been so inept in carrying out their effort to degrade and destroy. That was the original mission, degrade and destroy ISIS. So incredibly inept that they can't figure out how to do it. But, you know, Brian, just bear with me for a second here. Yep. Three months ago, I appeared on Fox News Channel and gave them a five-point plan that would guarantee success. And they've done none of these things. Number one, stop sending supplies to the Kurds through Baghdad. Instead, directly arm the Kurds and the Christian Brigade of Peshmerga and do it directly through Erbil, which is, of course, going to be the capital of Kurdistan when it finally happens. Number two, put a whole lot more United States-controlled intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance aircraft, meaning drones and the like, put search and rescue units in Jordan, and a carrier strike group in the Mediterranean along with the Marine Expeditionary Brigade, and do it immediately, because the flaccid way in which we're carrying out our air power makes us look impotent. We've got ED for air power. Number three, put U.S. advisors and forward air controllers and JTACs, and you don't need 10,000 of them. You need several hundred of them on the ground with Iraqi combat forces and the Peshmerga and let them call in airstrikes that actually work because putting all these advisors and trainers out in the middle of nowhere isn't working because there's no sign of success. That's why it's not working. Nobody wants to volunteer to be the last guy, the last Kurd or the last Sunni to die in a war being fought by the Iranians. Number four, encourage the, the Syrians, excuse me, encourage the Jordanians and the Egyptians to do what they offered to do six months ago. And that is, we'll deploy an Egyptian brigade and a Jordanian brigade and United Arab Emirates Special Operations Troops into Anbar province through Jordan, and you can liberate and secure the Euphrates River Valley, which is essentially Anbar province. Number five, target and kill the ISIS leadership. They have a safe haven in, in Syria. The long history of war is that safe havens for enemies allow the enemies to win. I fought in a war like that. We gave them a safe haven called North Vietnam. You cannot, do, you cannot win this war by giving them a safe haven. The very best you could hope to do is to hopefully protect some of right. what's going on in, in northern Iraq. That's it. Syria is a safe haven. It's over. You've got to kill them, and you've got to kill them in their safe havens. And that will stop the recruiting Right. Hold dead in its tracks because suddenly the leadership is gone. But, Colonel, you, a lot of people listening right now and saying, hey, you know what? I don't want to get involved over there again, and let's not go start another war with people unwilling to fight. Why should people uh, want to believe that it's in our best interest to go into Syria and blow out, uh, blow out ISIS? Well, first of all, we've got, if, if, if Secretary of Defense Ash Carter is telling the truth, we've got 3,500 troops out there, and we're about to add a few more. You, you don't don't add anybody. Just take the guy, the troop strength that you've got inside the American embassy in Baghdad, and convert them into trainers. In other words, replace them with trainers and with guys who are out in the field calling in airstrikes. 
You, you can't do this from secure base areas. First of all, there are no secure base areas. And you've got 3,500 American troops on the ground. Just replace the guys who are sitting on their duffs inside the green zone and sitting up, up there in Erbil. You've got, you got a brigade of 82nd Airborne Division troopers sitting on their butts doing PT every day behind T-walls up in Erbil. They're not training the Kurds. They're not arming the Kurds. They're sitting on their duffs with CH-47 helicopters. And the, the air support that we're giving the Kurds is puny compared to what we could be doing. And there's no forward air controllers out there. The Kurds have nothing to fight with. They don't have 14.5-millimeter ammunition, which you desperately need to deal with these enormous vehicle-borne explosives that this ISIS is using. It blows down everything within a kilometer. It's enormous conventional explosives. And, uh, and, but what I'm saying is if, if the mission is to degrade and destroy ISIS, then you've got to do what I just said, and it's not going to work. Right. There's no sign of anybody deploying another carrier battle group. There's no sign of increasing the number of aircraft that you've got. No sign of increasing the number of search and rescue. No sign of the ISR that you need desperately. Here's John McCain, who just asked Ash Carter this, cut 41. Now, you mentioned we are currently training about 60 fighters. i got to tell you, after four years, Mr. Secretary, that's not a very impressive number. And is it true? that with these people that you are training and equipping to fight in Syria, is it true that you are telling them they're only there to fight ISIS and not Bashar Assad? Is that true? Uh, we're at a, yes, we are telling them to, uh, uh, that we are arming and uh, training them uh, in the first instance to go after ISIL and not uh, the Assad uh, are you, regime. Are you, That's our priority. Unbelievable. Yeah, it is unbelievable. It, it shows a total lack of understanding as to what's going on out there. Look, at al-Baghdadi does a lot of things very, very effectively. He has propaganda the likes of which we've never seen before, and it's not just the snuff flicks of murdering people through all kinds of different means. It is also describing al-Baghdadi as the savior of Sunni Islam from the Persians, meaning Iran, and the Shiites. And today the Baghdad government, I don't care how nice a man al-Baghdadi is, he is a pawn of the Iranians. He is a satrap. He is their proxy. He is their person. And the Iranians are training thousands of Shiite militiamen on how to fight in close quarters combat. Now, I mean, what we're doing is just minuscule compared to what the Iranians are doing out there. They have made Baghdad a wholly owned subsidiary of Tehran. It's, it's and we're about to do a deal with Tehran. Right. That's what's going to happen. And, and, what are and the validate, when that deal is done, what are the ramifications of that, Colonel? Well, it validates al-Baghdadi's claim that he is the savior of Sunni Islam. It makes the Sunnis out there realize we're screwed. I mean, I put it very bluntly. And it makes the, the, it, <laughs> it makes the Saudis and the Egyptians and the Jordanians, it makes them become nuclear. I mean, the bottom line of it is... We're going to see nuclear proliferation, the right. likes of which we've not seen since the 1950s, all over that right. part of the world. Colonel, is there any They're coordination? Not... Is there any coordination with any of our so-called allies from Jordan to Egypt to uh, UAE? Look at when Al Sisi suggested this six months ago. No one even would talk to him about it. At least now you've got some people who are contractors out there talking to the Egyptians about how many airplanes it would take to move them to. There's a base right on the Jordanian-Syrian border, which is where they ought to be. If you look at the map of, of Iraq, you'll see that there's a base 
very close to the Syria, excuse me, the Jordanian-Iraq border, which the United States built years ago, okay, that could be used right now as a place to assemble the Jordanian, Egyptian, and UAE forces and then support them logistically because they're going to need fuel, they're going to need ammo, they're going to need parts to get them into Anbar province. And that will bring the, the Sunnis that we once recruited back to our side, at least back to the pro-Western side and the anti-ISIS side. We have the generals that could do it, but they're just not being asked. We have the fighting power to get it done. They're just not being tasked. Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North, nobody's better than you. Thanks so much, Colonel. Appreciate you, buddy. Tell, tell them all. All right, absolutely. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North, telling it like it is. We come back, your turn, 1-866-408-7669. You're listening to Kill Me and Friends.